This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. The Jay Severin Show. So, so, uh, a former president of the United States is what doesn't really matter which one okay okay it matters it's the first ever elected president of the united states to be impeached so this impeached former president is walking through just randomly through a random airport and what happens but that he bumps in to the attorney general of the united states who hours later announces a major announcement on the Hillary Clinton email treason. And I mean, you want to talk about coincidence? Look somewhere else. Very tossed. So, let me do, I I should have done this before the show, us, now, on the Blaze Radio. I'm Jay Severin, you are the best and brightest, we are together, the Blaze Radio Network, and this is important, especially important today, the telephone number, why is it especially important today? I'm about to say, 1-888-900-3393, and uh, also uh, available today in Australian, one Triple eight nine double zero double three nine three. Uh, again, one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. And the uh, uh, what's that called? Twitter. The 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 Twitter address uh, is at J A Y, and then the little underscore doohickey. I'm going to lament for the rest of my titter life that someone else built this for me because I didn't make my, someone was assigned to say, you know, just go get, get, get Jay an account. I didn't even know then what, what titter is. And I barely know now. Well, okay. I better change it back to Twitter. Uh, Cause I know a lot about the other one. Uh, it, and, and, and they use the underscore doohickey which is probably the least known symbol on the keyboard. That's that's the kind of help I needed. At J-A-Y underscore symbol, S-E-V-E-R-I-N. Okay? So the underscore doohickey is just once. It doesn't include my name or anything else. At J-A-Y underscore symbol. S-E-V-E-R-I-N. The reason that I, I emphasize this today is that I have just referred to uh, Bill Clinton 
the bastard Bill Clinton. I'm going to throw that in, too. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm not being alliterative or nor uh, symbolic. The bastard impeached Bill Clinton, which ought to be the first words of his obituary when he dies. But they won't be because people who write obituaries for the papers of record submit the obits. Do you know that's the first thing you write in journalism school? I do because I did. There. But they make you write obits for a good reason. An obituary hammers you into learning the form of the most quintessential facts. Who, what, when, where, how. Who, what, when, where, how. You have to get it all into the first paragraph, and that paragraph typically consists of one to two sentences. So Bill Clinton, when I say who, when, where, how, where, whatever it is, you know, it, you know, uh, Jay Severin, uh, aspiring male model who never found employment in that field, yesterday succumbed to uh, an unrequited desire for Marie Osmond, uh, comma, uh, according to his family. Okay. Uh, the, the, but anyway, they get you to write obits because the obits have to have everything in them in the first two sentences. And Bill Clinton's obituary ought to read, the bastard, comma, impeached 44th, whatever he was, president of the United States, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It won't read that because no editor of any newspaper of record will print the truth, which, of course, has become the standard of journalism. That's become the standard of truth in our lifetime, has gone from truth to lies with the claim of truth. So back to why I emphasize the uh, the, the titter address and the number, one 3393 is because somebody, will it be you? And I always think, nah, nah, not you, not anyone in this audience, but somebody in this audience is already has uh, tittered me. Let me look. I'm looking at the early ones. I don't see it yet. Somebody is about to or has tittered me uh, or is going to call me. And tell me that what I've said is untrue. The bastard impeached Bill Clinton. Now, in that in that characterization, someone has someone out there has found fault. What they believe to be erratum, a factual error, or perhaps more than one errata. And they are about to titter me or call me and tell me how and why and about what I have erred. And I, I, I can't, I can never wait for that. That really, it's like the, 
getting hit for the first time, you know, when you go out there and play hockey. You just got to get that first blast under your belt, and then you're okay, and then you're in the game. So somebody hit me with it. Come on. Bill Clinton, bastard and impeached. one 888 Or at J-A-Y underscore doohickey. S-E-V-E-R-I-N. So, a bastard impeached former president happens to be, that happens to be, wandering through a Phoenix, Arizona airport. Uh, And this was, what, a day ago, two days ago? Within, you know, presently. And here's what we're told. Bill Clinton... They, for some reason, they, they omitted bastard and impeached. Bill Clinton, bastard impeached, was wandering through a Phoenix airport. And lo and behold, someone ran up to him and said, Mr. Bastard impeached president, did you know the attorney general of the United States? You see that plane right there? That plane right there that's landing right now? You know who's on board that that plane? The Attorney General of the United States, Loretta Lynch. And he said, well, how about that? You know, I, I think I'll stick around. And and so he I know I don't do a good Clinton, so I, I know I don't I don't claim to. I I I don't do good impersonations in general. Uh I, I but I particularly am bad at doing bastards and impeached persons. So I'm very weak in the impeached bastard category when it comes to personal, you know, impersonations. So uh, Clinton says, I'll stick around. And, but again, I ought to stick to what I told you I was going to tell you, which is what we're told is that Bill Clinton coincidentally was at the Phoenix airport when the Attorney General of the United States was landing, and he decided to go have a chat with her on a vacant private jet out on the tarmac. The the, the jet was owned by a third party we don't yet and may never know. And both of them had to move from where they were onto an empty private jet where they had a meeting of, what was it, half an hour or an hour? I can't recall now. Well, whatever it was. It was less than an hour. And, again, this is what we're told. And it was totally hidden. And, of course, Clinton and the Attorney General of the United States, whoever it is, especially if it happens to be an impeached bastard, president you know has what they call a body watch uh, uh they, the, the networks know they have the schedules of all of certain people the president the vice president you know secretary of state they know where they're going to be and certain personalities right you know uh uh i can, can anyone name okay jay-z it's the only personality i can think of i, I live an exciting life uh and and they have this this thing where they watch where they go all the time so TMZ can go take you know embarrassing pictures of them and try to get them to say the F word or something but they follow these people around 
But we're given to understand that nobody knew anything, and quite by coincidence, the ABC affiliate learned about it, and so the rest of us know. And the first important fact is that they didn't want us to know. We think. No, the facts about this are totally unknown. They may not be known, but neither have the questions been asked. Bang! You've come to the right place. I not only have some questions about this coincidental meeting between the bastard impeached Clinton and the Attorney General, I have the definitive questions about it. And they're up in just a second. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And you are the best and brightest in our conversation, and we are by nature witty and exceptionally gifted conversationalists. I know it borders on being a braggart's claim, but, you know, as the Bambino said, if you can do it, it ain't bragging. Uh, It was Monday that the impeached bastard Bill Clinton, uh, former president, current bastard, uh, permanently impeached, former president Bill Clinton, that one, uh, was in a Phoenix airport and just coincidentally managed to have a private meeting. It was private for about the first three seconds. Then the news broke via the ABC News local affiliate there, like Channel 92, you know, ABC in Phoenix, that this meeting had occurred. And when the attorney general was hit with it, when she got off the, not that plane, which never flew, but when she arrived at her next destination, she was hit with the question, did you meet with Clinton? Is it true? And and what did you talk about? And she said to you, her boss, to you who pay her salary, she said, oh, that, oh, that, oh, yeah, we met. It was a total coincidence. And I want to emphasize that Listen to this. Employees shall endeavor to avoid any actions creating the appearance that they are violating the law. Uh, Standards set forth in this part, whether particular circumstances create an appearance of impropriety, uh, yada, yada, yada. This is from the Justice Department handbook. It's from what lawyers know as the bedrock of ethics, of professional ethics. Uh, 
That bedrock is the appearance of impropriety. Not an impropriety, which is a serious charge in law, obviously, but the appearance, having helped create or participated in any act which creates the appearance, creates the appearance without any evidence or fact that creates the appearance of a conflict of interest or an impropriety is against the law. The American Bar Association has an ethics committee. Every state bar association has an ethics committee. The most popular complaint in ethics committees is that a lawyer or judge is doing something that creates the appearance of an impropriety. So a a judge is taking money from uh, a shopping plaza that has an eminent domain case before him, and the next day he rules in favor of the shopping plaza, you know, the, the morning that he cashes a check from the owners of the shopping plaza for $2 million. And he says, oh, that? That's just a coincidence. Well, it may, it may technically be not illegal, but according to the ethics standards of the American Bar Association and to those with IQs which exceed their hat size, we understand that that's an appearance of impropriety. So the Attorney General of the United States, uh, in the midst of the only investigation in American history of a Democrat candidate for President of the United States, the only presumed nominee of the Democrat Party in the history of the Democrat Party, in the history of our nation, to be currently under felony investigation by the Justice Department of the United States, Hillary Rotten Clinton. Her spouse met in what they hoped, or did they? See, you can't, all that, my point is, our point is, we start here. What is the only thing that you can say about this incident. You know the only thing that you could say? If you were a journalist, I don't mean a Jehornalist, which the profession has become. I mean if you were a journalist. Let's pretend for a moment that both T-Rex and nickel candy bars and journalists still exist. In the latter two cases, means you can go out and buy one cheap. Okay, What could you write about this incident, honestly? If I were your editor, what would I pencil out? All you can write is, last night, I mean, if you you have evidence, if you have evidence as to this, and, and now we know that there is evidence, you could write, last night at a Phoenix airport, the Attorney General and former impeached bastard uh, President uh, Clinton 
met in a private airplane. That's it. What else could you write? You could not write another word about this. You could opine. You could write an op-ed piece. You could write an editorial. But you could not put or ought not put on the news pages another word because every molecule of this event is suspect. We all assume, everyone, everyone but us in national media today has assumed that this leaked, this story. They wanted to keep it secret. Did they? Did they? J7 on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And you, you are someone who makes me want to do and be my best every day. Thank you for that. The Blaze Radio Network presents You and Me. 1 888 900 3393. Uh, I think I've done enough Titter addresses for the moment uh, at J underscore Severin. Okay. The impeached bastard, Bill Clinton, coincidentally meets with, I should just give the headline because I need to narrow this down or, or I'll go more nuts on you than I have already. All right. What's our head? What do we have as a header? Clinton, Lynch, Meet, airport meet by coincidence. There's, there's your head. Uh, first sentence, first graph. Yesterday, impeached bastard, uh, former President Bill Clinton and current attorney, United States Attorney General Loretta Lynch met. Uh, is it would it be fair here in the first graph of a news story to say, Matt, they claim, coincidentally they claim, at a Phoenix airport, asked for comment, the Attorney General said, emphatically, they never discussed governmental business, particularly emphasizing the Hillary Clinton federal investigation, and said they discussed only their grandchildren and their travels. Okay, period, paragraph, full stop. The entirety of the national media and every other commentary I have heard from the BBC to individual European news services to everything available in America and on the web right now, everything, and I could have missed something, there's a first time for everything. I might have missed something. Educate me. one 3393 On that or anything else, please educate me. So everybody I have seen, heard, and read, as you go down this story, 
you have to start assuming or accepting things or not. Everybody but us, everybody in the world but us, assumes that this meeting was intended to be secret, but that it leaked against the wishes of the former President of the United States and the current Attorney General of the United States. They, given their backgrounds and positions, believed they could meet somewhere in public, if you will, because you got to get to and from the jet. You got to get in and out of the airport. I mean, there's no, there's no there's no way the Attorney General of the United States, with her security contingent, and Clinton with his, gets in and out of the Phoenix airport without anybody seeing it, knowing it. I don't care what you do, where you go. These people are domestic enemies of the Constitution of the United States, yes. But what they ain't is stupid. What they ain't is stupid. Everybody in America, everyone in the world except us here today now, assumes that that meeting was intended to be secret. But damn, somehow it leaked, which really angers the attorney general and the former impeached bastard president. Because they really didn't want this known. Damn. They wanted to keep this a secret. All I am trying to do here, I don't know. I don't know. But no one ever knows unless they ask questions. I was born with a prosecutor's uh, brain and suspicions. And I just say to you going into this, when I hear the story, Clinton and Lynch met, story leaked. I stop right there and I say, I, before I hear another word, let me always remind myself what my bumper sticker on this is. Assume nothing. Or, if you like, question everything. This is a great model of politics and media and everything else that matters other than sex, surfing, guitar, uh, and dogs, and love, and combat, and high-stakes casino gambling, and food poisoning, if you've had it. Every molecule, what, what you need to do, I'm sorry, don't mean to preach. I try to stay away from that. But I, I, I believe what we need to do when we hear a story like this, the first thing you do is, what do I know happened? Not, not what they're telling me. What do I know from what they're telling me? What do I know happened? Do I know anything? Because often you don't know anything. It, certain things are apparent, though not necessarily evident. Quick, what's the difference between apparently and evidently? Those words are used interchangeably and incorrectly so a billion times a day in America. Apparently means by virtue of appearance. Evidently means by virtue of evidence. So when I say apparently, 
my girlfriend is seeing somebody else. That means because of various appearances, I assume my girlfriend is seeing someone else. Apparently, she's seeing someone else. What I say to my best friend, evidently, Alice is seeing someone else. Then he takes it more seriously because evidently means beyond apparently. Evidently means based on evidence. Okay. Look at this story. Clinton and Lynch meet. And everybody in the world but us assumes the party line, the journalistic line. And that is, well, obviously they wanted to keep it a secret. Obviously. Really? Really? Is that obvious? Is that even apparent, let alone evident? Really? Prove it. Show me evidence. How do I know? Okay, now here's opinion. This was never a secret meeting. (laughs) This was never a secret meeting. This meeting was, this was a planned leak, as we say in the business. This leak was planned. This leak was, again, opinion, opinion, opinion. If I were on television right now, there would be two Chiron titles flashing. One would be opinion, opinion, opinion. The other one would be, this man does not necessarily know what he's talking about. This man does not necessarily know what he's talking about. Okay, my opinion is this was choreographed to be leaked from moment one. Do I know that? Absolutely not. However, have I spent 25 years making my living in national politics? Yes. Does that leave me with something on which I may know more than the average bear? I'd say yes. And I'll tell you one thing. Someone who once directed the CIA, the NSA, the Armed Forces of the United States, I'm not saying he did it well, but he had to do it as part of his job. Someone who directs the United States Department of Justice, the Attorney General, the top law enforcement official of our nation, you are telling me that the combined experience, intelligence, and instinct of these two people is such that they thought they could have a private meeting at the Phoenix airport. Sure, sure, that's what they thought. Now, that's my opinion. Where does that take us? I don't know. Does it take us anywhere? Well, somewhere, but I don't yet know where. What I do know is, right off the bat, you are asked to make one assumption or the other. And it's my question to you. My question to you is, Was this meeting intentionally leaked and intended to be thus done from the beginning? Or was it truly the product of incredible stupidity and naivete on the part of a former impeached pastor, president, and the current attorney general of the United States? And which is scarier? That's what I'm asking you. Okay, I'm asking myself the same. My answer to me is, of the two, 
I know they're not stupid. And I, and I believe that if either I've been in rooms uh, with two or three other people with presidents of four of them, actually, United uh, presidents of the United States, though not impeached bastards um, and an attorney general or two. I can only tell you my impression of these people, however much I may have disagreed or agreed with them is. I can't imagine a member of their junior staff let alone senior staff, let alone one of the principals, calling up the other or otherwise communicating, which they would never do, uh, wait, unless, of course, they wanted it leaked. But anyway, one of them saying to the other, all right, let's have a private meeting. Let's have a private meeting. Uh, Where should we do it? Let's both do it. We'll meet at the Phoenix, Arizona airport. But... We'll keep it a secret. Do you believe that that is more feasible? Do you believe that that is more credible than the assumption that they planned to do this and leak it from the beginning? And I'll ask one other question in a moment. No, I'll ask it now and then provide you my answer in a moment. And that is, okay, smartass, okay, Jay, Uh, Let's go with your assumption for a moment, just for the sake of argument. Let's assume they did this intentionally leaking it, but for what purpose? It would have to have a purpose, because certainly there's a price. There's certainly there's a price. This hideous display of impropriety certainly comes at a political and public cost. So what did they get for it? Why would they do this? Why? Why would they do this? I think I may know. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. Different, better, smarter, more humble. The best and brightest on Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, the biggest political story in America today is the meeting between, I use no adjective, the meeting, because we know that happened, the meeting between the Attorney General and uh, former President Impeach Bastard. Clinton at a Phoenix airport. Everyone in the world starts their skepticism farther down the line than we do. Everyone else in the world in media is saying, okay, okay, we're no fools. I'm going to ask, what did they really talk about? Huh? Huh? What did they really talk about? Well, if that's where you start your questioning... You are, in Dickens' words, a ass. You start your questioning with anything you don't know. The only thing we know is that they met. You don't know, and I don't know a single thing beyond that. Okay, they met. From there, there is a, there is an A or B 
You know, there's a there's a twin dimensional here uh, equation. They they either did in fact intend the meeting to be confidential. This is a binary equation. This is A or B. There is no C. They intended the meeting to be a secret at the Phoenix airport, or they did not. My operational assumption, I submit to you for for the purposes of our entertainment and argument and history, I submit to you that the answer is B. They did not intend it to be confidential. They intended all along that it be leaked. Now, I'm pretty confident there, and this is why when they called me and got me out of bed on my honeymoon to debate Professor Alan Dershowitz, Jesse Jackson, and Mario Cuomo on national television, that's a true story. It's also true that I remained married the next day. What does that say about the sainted properties of my child bride? Huh? Okay. That's why I'm always ready to debate, because I know what I believe and I know what questions to ask. I don't know the answers. I know the questions. Our question is, did they intend this to be secret or not? I say no. Then there had to be a reason. Why? This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Murphy has just this moment earned the best and brightest, highest honor, Order of the Wicked Smat. Yes, Smat, S-M-A-T, Wicked Smat. I explain here on the Blaze Radio Network, Excelsior. Welcome back, best and brightest, Bob Murphy, for the moment at least, the best and brightest of us all, because he's figured this out. Now, Jay, why did you just spend an hour talking about this meeting between impeached bastard uh, Clinton and the Attorney General? The answer is because, A, this would just be my sort of defensive stock answer. That is, it's the biggest political story in America today of this news cycle. But that doesn't necessarily make it interesting to us. My real answer for fellow best and brightest is the truth. And the truth is this story exceeds in interest perhaps what it has in substance because the interest is it teaches us how to think about journalism and politics. And 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 frankly you may say, I don't give a crap about either. And I'd say you were wrong. The fact that you are here, the fact that you are informed, 
means you do give a crap about those things, even though you might not identify them you know, voluntarily in a sentence. The fact is, journalism is how we, politics rules our lives, and journalism is how we find out, albeit what little truth is involved, journalism is how we find out what's going on, or at least gives us the opportunity to try and figure out what's really going on. Today, the biggest story is that a supposedly clandestine meeting between a former president of the United States, impeached bastard, and the current attorney general of the United States, the combined experience, instinct, and intelligence of both of them led them to believe that they could have a secret meeting at the Phoenix airport. Okay. Everybody in, just in Europe and North America, so far as I could tell, is willing to accept that the meeting was intended secret, but leaked. They start questioning at the point they say, okay, what did they really talk about? Because the attorney general made a you know, big point out of saying, oh, we didn't, it was just a social call. Okay, you can't start questioning there. As F4 said, you have to start questioning beyond anything we don't know. And the only thing you know or I know is that they met. I mean, if you wanted to be, you know, my my old writing teacher in journalism school, he'd say, you don't even know that. You have to call that alleged. You don't even know that they met. The claim that they met, you know, is because they both, uh, uh, they both confessed that they met. So it's an alleged meeting, you know, technically, but let's, Let's not go there, okay? They met. It's a binary equation. They met because they intended it to be secret or they met intending to leak it. One or the other. It is, in fact, one or the other. I don't know, in fact, which it is. I'll tell you my opinion. I'll tell you Bob Murphy's opinion. Bob Murphy's opinion is that they met intending to leak it for the purposes of leaking it. Why? Why would they do that? Truly, verily, forsooth, if they intended to leak it, they did it for a reason. When a good detective finds a body turned up, they start looking for motive and opportunity. Motive and opportunity. Okay, Bob Murphy says they intended this meeting to be made public. They intended to choreograph this such that they leaked it, but wanted it to look like, oh, darn, I can't believe this story got out. We wanted it to be secret. Bob Murphy says, of course, there's a reason why. Bob Murphy says the reason why is because the same thing that if you check my transmissions of this morning, at about uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, you will see that Bob Murphy and I agreed before we knew we agreed. And that is, and I don't know, Bob doesn't know if this is right. I don't know if it's right. But here's what Bob Murphy and I think. The Attorney General of the United States 
and the impeached bastard former President Clinton met and made sure it was leaked. And this is a theory. This is a theory. I don't know, Bob, what you want to call it. In my case, I admit it's 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 a theory. These two met exactly in order to leak it for this purpose because they believe it will trigger recusal of Attorney General Lynch. The scenario is this. Attorney General Lynch is intending to resign anyway or for one reason is for one reason or another intending to resign her post presently or was promised something like a seat on the Supreme Court by Barack Obama, like no challenge in her home state to the next open governorship, like the next open unchallenged opportunity for a United States Senate seat in her home state. I could go on and on with the things I know. I've been in the room when these deals have been offered and made. Now, we we don't know any of this, but in constructing my theory, which I think runs parallel to Bob Murphy's, it's they did this and leaked it on purpose from the beginning because the outcry or the legal challenge later will be you are colored from this. You are you have recused yourself whether you like it or not. And the idea here is that by meeting with Clinton, Attorney General Lynch has committed such an obvious ethics violation that she now must recuse herself from the case. She admits to no guilt. She may not even resign. But according to our theory, she recuses herself from this case for the single purpose of delaying it. She did this to trigger self-recusal so that she could step away, save her good name, and delay this by months, if not years, but months, in order to make sure nothing happens before the election. Want to add a little something to this? Stick with me. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, I'm about to lay off this, but every second of it has been, well, has it been good for you? I I just, I'm just having my cigarette here. I want it to be good for you too. I'm about to lay off this, but I think this has been great. This has been, you know, in, in, in a few years, well, make that 15 years when I'm teaching, this is one of the cases I'm going to use. And right now, let's back to present moment. 
right now, look at the Chiron on Fox. New questions over private meeting between Attorney General Lynch and Bill, impeach bastard, Clinton. Every network, every cable station, every media outlet in in America is it's pasted. It's it's universal. It's unidimensional right now. It's the number one story in America, drowning out every other story, typically in, in the summer, relatively slow news time, but still replacing terror and Donald Trump, which many people think are the same things. Uh, not me, but, but, but some people. Look, this is a wall-to-wall story right now. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is merely to make a guess as to whether or not this is what Clinton and Lynch intended and Obama. Do you think that do you think that every that the media filled with this one story, the the, the Lynch Clinton meeting, do you think this is something that really is an accident? I start with assuming that anything that emanates from any Clinton is an effing lie from moment one. If you don't, I would ask you to ask you, why not? Why don't you assume that? Have they ever opened their mouths without lying? This is an accident, the combined experience, instinct, knowledge of the attorney general and the former impeach bastard president yielded this firestorm of a story by accident? No, no. And so if I think, nah, nah, then I have to say, why, why? Well, Bob Murphy says why, and I agree with Bob Murphy. This was done to automatically trigger the demand that Loretta Lynch recuse herself from the Hillary Clinton case just for the purposes, if nothing else, than delaying the case by several months at least, but at least until after the election. Try this one on for size. James Comey, this is theory, this is theory, this is theory, this is theory. James Comey, director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, went to his boss, Loretta Lynch, and said, Madam Attorney General, I must tell you in the highest and utter confidence as a matter of national security, you need to know that we have a very, very strong case against Hillary Clinton on multiple felonies. The evidence, the case is so strong that it's not within the realm of prosecutorial discretion. Madam Attorney General, I intend to recommend a prosecution of Hillary Clinton, and I regard it as a virtually open and shut case. Madam Attorney General, I'm saying to you that the evidence is so strong, so multifaceted, so solid, so indeed scandalous, that Mrs. Clinton will plead out. Mrs. Clinton will be 
a felon within a few months. She's going to have to cop a plea. She's going to be looking at 25 years in prison on several felony counts or the deal that you're going to offer her, which is to plead guilty to, uh, say, a lesser felony than treason or something else. Now, this is opinion. This is opinion. This is opinion. I don't know if that conversation occurred, but I give to you, I submit to you for consideration. Is, is what I'm conjuring here not more credible than the fact that every second of news coverage across the United States of America is devoted to the secret meeting between Clinton and Lynch? Really? That was the point of all this? Or is the point of all of this that Lynch says, you know what? Again, for any number of reasons, you just heard my theory. FBI director says, we're going to recommend prosecution. And Lynch closes the door after the meeting and says, oh, no, what am I going to do? Obama's telling me I can't prosecute, you know, for the good of the party. And because Obama has endorsed Hillary, I can't prosecute. Now what do I do? Now, the next week, the director of the FBI is going to recommend prosecution, and, and I'm going to say, uh, no, 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 I disagree. Uh, I do see she has a couple of past parking tickets here, and we're going to go after her like a bulldog on this. But no, no, we're not going along with the FBI and all of this evidence because I'll t- I tell you this on my life right now. If the FBI, if career prosecutors have devoted five years of their lives to this case, and this case means that someone has betrayed their country, if someone has committed felonies in the act of, uh, well, in the various acts of which Mrs. Clinton is suspected, and they see that the attorney general refuses to prosecute her, I don't believe there's going to be a firestorm and mass resignations. Everybody says that. Everybody says that. Well, Loretta Lynch has no choice because there'll be mass resignations. No, there won't. Out of 100, and there are hundreds, how many men and women are going to walk in there and piss away their um, 401ks, their retirement, their pensions, their jobs, their income, their reputations? What, what do you think their future is in a possibly Democrat Washington of one of the agents that wanted to go after Hillary Clinton so bad they resigned? I don't think so. But on my life, I'll tell you what, well, on my word, I'll tell you what will happen. If the FBI recommends prosecution and the attorney general refuses, within 48 hours, People within the FBI are going to leak. This will be a leak, and they're going to leak the evidence. They're going to leak the evidence against Hillary Clinton. And everyone in the world will know she is the equivalent of a piece of trash spy, or its equivalent by virtue of her criminal negligence. They won't mass resign. 
There won't be a firestorm of uh, morality, but there will be leaks of evidence almost instantly. Loretta Lynch is looking at this and says, what do I do? Pincered between President Obama and the political realities, what do I do? What I do is get off this case. That's what Bob Murphy thinks. I agree. If I'm Loretta Lynch, and if any of the stuff that, this is my opinion, this is my opinion, this is my opinion. If Loretta Lynch knows any of the things that I just said, if any of the things I just said are true, Loretta Lynch long ago knew she needed a way out. And her, as she sees it, honorable and practical and effective way out of this is to say, you know what? I shouldn't have taken that meeting. And I can appreciate why people see a possible appearance of impropriety. And I must be clean as Caesar's wife. This is such an important matter. And so I'm going to recuse myself from this case. I'm not going to resign. I'm merely going to recuse myself from this case. Oh, P.S. It's going to take about a year and a half for all new agents to read in on this case. It'll have to be after the election. Sorry. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest! It's Jay back 1 888 Look, I don't know if any of this is right. All I know, well, I do, sorry, withdraw and rephrase. I know what's right is being skeptical of anything a politician says, most particularly a Clinton. I'm sorry. The A former president, impeached bastard, and a current attorney general do not plan a secret meeting at an airport in Phoenix, Arizona, and then they're, oh, surprised when it becomes public. I do not, I've spent... 30 years in politics and media, I don't buy it. Sorry. I, I You know what? And I maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe they're just stupid and, and this happened. But nah, no thank you. I think I'll question instead. I think instead I'll question everything that we don't know. And... I don't know that this was ever intended to be a secret meeting and I want to know why it happened and what they, yeah, I I too want to know what they really talked about, but you know what? I really don't because I know, I know what they talked about. I want to know why they met so quote unquote privately slash publicly in Phoenix, Arizona at the airport in order to announce to the world that they were there discussing Hillary's indictment. 
because everyone breathing knows that's what they talked about, and everyone breathing on their own ought to know that they intended for us to be saying this and thinking this. There has to be a reason, and I just in closing out this topic, it's up to you. If you call, have a different theory, comment, call me nuts. Uh, you just you won't have any. You know, you won't be first there, but feel free. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Let me just again say this: if you're not an attorney. Everybody has a job. Whether you have the toughest job in the world, i.e. raising children, running a house and raising kids, the most important job, the hardest job in the world, whether you have the hardest job in the world or a different job, all jobs have you know, elements particular to them and particular to the practice of law, like the Hippocratic Oath in medicine, there is a code of ethics in law and every first year law student must take ethics and everybody knows, even non-lawyers who just think about it a little, appreciate why there'd be an ethical code why we would say that if a judge, say, is taking money, I used this example earlier, I'll, I can't think of a better one, so uh, I'll, I'll use it again. If a judge cashes a check this morning for $2 million, and then this afternoon rules in favor of a shopping plaza taking over private homes in an eminent domain case, and he cashes a check for $2 million that morning from the shopping, from the corporation that owns the, the, the shopping mall. People would say there's an appearance of impropriety there. Now, determining whether there's an impropriety would require evidence and a trial and a conviction and all of that. But you see, that's not what ethics are about. Ethics are not about having to be proven, that judge can't say, oh, yeah, prove it. That judge is toast. And the reason that judge is toast is because that is a prima facie case of the appearance of impropriety. And the law in its own most important code says that members of bench and bar must at all times in all proceedings hold themselves and conduct themselves such that there is never an impropriety nor the appearance of an impropriety. If you willingly or unwillingly conduct yourself, if you knowingly or unknowingly conduct yourself in a manner, it's this is tougher than the criminal code in many ways. In, in, in criminal law, you must prove intent. In ethics violations... You don't need to prove intent. If you knowingly or unknowingly create an appearance of impropriety as a judge or an attorney, as a member of bench and bar, you have violated the single most serious ethical standard in the practice of law. And by the way, it's, it is like most things, there's a grotesque double standard on this. 
when when a Republican congressman who's a lawyer or in in politics, just a Republican congressman, you know, does anything. It's like, okay, indict, resign, put in jail. When a Democrat does anything, it's like, oh, don't be silly. There's nothing here. This is just a a, a Republican witch hunt. You know, you know the whole deal. But the reason that I, I I don't want to moralize, my purpose here is not to moralize. I'm the last guy in the world who has any standing here to moralize. But whatever I do or don't do, I try to be consistent and and honest. And, and I tell you that this an appearance of impropriety, the Attorney General of the United States met with the spouse of the Democrat candidate for president of the United States, the first ever under federal investigation for breaching United States security. They met privately, the spouse and the prosecutor. Forget whether they intended it to be public, to be known. The the prosecutor and the spouse of the target of a, of a U.S. Justice Department investigation met privately? This is beyond a goofus and gallant example of the textbook illustration of the appearance of impropriety. So, geez, what are you doing, Loretta, trying to get recused? Exactly. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. The United States Marines have changed nineteen titles of Marines. Standard titles that end in man. Now, I'm going to use an example here. Rifleman, which I am told they this is not among the 19 they have changed. I wonder if they polled this and found out that if they touched certain ones, there would be riots. I would hope so. But rifleman is not among them, but it's an example rhetorically of the kind of word they're changing. They're changing any designation which isn't gender neutral. The United States Marines, the United States Marines, 19 titles being changed to be gender neutral. Navy and Air Force to follow. Uh, The other thing, the other two things, and I'm building here in ascending order of what pathetic buttholes our politicians have become is uh, next, again, in ascending order of uh, buttholics, is transgender, the ban on transgendered persons in the United States military, including in close-knit frontline units, has been lifted. So, Andy, who today is presenting as Alice is going to haul his big, hairy 
body off to the showers with the girls because Big Harry Andy is presenting as Alice. So Alice is in a, a unit that's otherwise heavily comprised of women. So Andrew is going to take his big hairy ass off to the showers with the girls, and he's going to soap up what God and biology of 10 zillion years intended to be his wedding tackle in front of the girls, and they're just going to have to shut up and get used to it because, don't you know, it's the enlightened thing to do because transgendered people can go off and take their genitals uh, off to the opposite gender's locker room, uh, uh, you know, and shower and et cetera, and, 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 and no one can complain. If, if an officer complains, uh, he or she will be busted. Their careers will be over, at least in the military. If an enlisted man or woman complains, uh, then they'll then they'll be disciplined and it, it, it all ends in tears. The, but again, in ascending order of what makes American contemporary American politics so cringeworthy is the fact that one United States taxpayers are going to pay for the sexual transition, quote unquote, uh, of men to women and women to men if they are a member of the armed services. So get this. If you want to have, and this, again, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing here from a good friend, uh, but I'm not stealing because I'm crediting him. Uh, as Rush has so brilliantly put it, if you want uh, a chopadigophamy or an adedictomy and all you do is join the United States military and they pay for it. And you might think that that would be the ultimate cringeworthy item. Uh, it might be, but there's this. How did I find out about these things? Because the Secretary of Defense of the United States held a special press conference today here in the era of press releases from the Defense Department that Americans can expect the Turkey airport-like ISIS violence here in the United States during Independence Day weekend. It's the strongest terror warning in my memory ever issued, and the most particular one to a date. And it's this weekend, Independence Day weekend. But that's not mostly what they talked about. What mostly they talked about was that Andrew, who today is Alice, can haul himself and his biologically and God-created wedding tackle off to the showers with the girls, and everyone has to shut up. Jay Severin. The Blaze Radio Network.
Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jenny is the last person I would think would speak Yiddish, but she just sent me a single word message uh, via Twitter in Yiddish, and it is Bleck, B-L-E-C-K, B-L-E-C-K, Bleck. And I wrote back to her, I, I didn't know you spoke Yiddish, because Bleck, of course, having grown up in New York City, I know that Bleck is the Yiddish term for the opposite of white, white and black, white and black. One triple A, but seriously here, uh, folks, I'm here all week. Actually, I'm not. Uh, I am off tomorrow. I I know that I was just off last week. Uh, I'm off tomorrow by, uh, trust me, I I need to be off tomorrow. And so I'm going to be off tomorrow. Uh, by by virtue of my uh, colleagues and partners and all that, and at your sufferance, and I will be back after. Uh, you know, I'm going to be back in screaming and yelling. No, I don't scream and yell. What am I talking about? Now I'll be back in uh, again in, in fullest form as today. I trust uh, with you after we celebrate the day after we celebrate the single holiest day created by man because it celebrates the single holiest and most sacred thing that man has ever written down uh, of his own creation, of his own inspiration. And that is the Declaration of Independence of the United States. It's the, the Declaration of Independence that the people of the United States and those who said it had all the reasons in the world, rich and famous, not to do it, but they did for us. I salute you. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.